That is why Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Astonishing statement. In the world of might is right. The meek shall inherit the earth. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. And Colin, I think that is an astonishing statement for many because we have an incorrect definition of meekness in our mind. We maybe think of weakness and meekness as being similar, but meekness does not equal meekness. It certainly does not. Actually, meekness is all about strength under control. Hmm. And that's huge. You know, after I uh, gave this uh, message to uh, our congregation here at the Orchard, uh, Steve, someone in the congregation came up to me afterwards and said, you know what? A wild horse can never win a race. I thought that was very helpful. It's only the horse that has its strength under control that is able to win the race. And this person said, you know, I'm an ambitious person. I want to achieve. I want to succeed. And what I've realized today is that what I need is meekness because otherwise my strength is uncontrolled and uncontrolled strength never gets anywhere. It's very, very destructive. So for all strong people and for all who want to succeed and want to achieve, meekness is an issue that Christ brings before us. Learn this and your life will count for something. And that's where we're headed today. Well, we're going to see this from the book of Matthew. We're in chapter 5, verse 5, as we begin a message entitled, Blessed are the Meek. Here's Pastor Colin. Now, I wonder what comes to your mind when you hear the word meek. A person who is soft-spoken, a person maybe with a limp handshake, a person who is easily pushed over and does not seem to have terribly much spine, uh, perhaps. I know one thing that comes to my mind immediately uh, is the line that was written by Charles Wesley, who wrote a hymn that was called, Gentle Jesus meek and mild. Are you familiar with that uh, hymn? Some of you may have sung it uh, when you were uh, younger. And putting the word meek and mild together is really quite a a combination. It seems to convey the idea of being weak, maybe of being limp, uh, certainly of lacking strength. I wonder why Wesley used the word mild. I suspect it is because he was trying to find something that rhymes with child, and that's not terribly easy uh, to come up with. But, you know, a mild curry is one that is not very strong and probably not worth eating. I mean, what's the point in having a curry if you're going to have it mild? And so we, we, we get this idea in our mind of gentle Jesus, meek and mild, and at least for guys who like to watch football, this doesn't sound like the sort of thing that we're likely to want to go after. But we have been discovering that each of these Beatitudes is a fountain of blessing, that Jesus is telling us that there are certain things that we should go after in our lives at any cost, at any price, and that we should get as much of them into our own lives as we possibly can. And he's telling us that one of them is meekness. So when I began getting really serious about trying to get on the inside of what Jesus is saying here, some weeks ago, earlier in in the summer, preparing for this series, I, I just I asked myself the question, what do I think Jesus is referring to here when he says, blessed are the meek? And it wasn't long before I came to the conclusion that I I really had all kinds of confused ideas in my mind that were to do with weakness more than meekness. 
and you're probably in the same place. Uh, so I want us to do a kind of intentional reset of the mind with regards to what Jesus is speaking about here. I want you to see uh, today that far from being weakness, what Jesus Christ is calling us to here is one of the toughest things in all of the world, indeed something that is only possible by the grace and the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Coming to the conclusion that I did not know clearly what Jesus meant here really launched me on a journey to try and discover what Jesus was uh, speaking about, and uh, that is the journey of discovery that has been very rich and profoundly challenging for me that I want to share with you today and then next week. The journey began with uh, Matthew Henry, a famous commentator from a past uh, generation, Uh, who wrote a book entitled The Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit. The Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit. Matthew Henry points out that in Latin, the meek person was called mansutus. Mansutus, that's the Latin term uh, that was used for a person who is meek. And he pointed out that this term is made up of two distinct words. Uh, One, the word manu, which of course relates to the hand, manual, and the other, asutus, which simply means used to. And so uh, Matthew Henry points out that this word um, literally means from its Latin root, used to the hand, and therefore calls to mind really the breaking in, as it were, of animals or creatures that are wild by nature. Now, that immediately uh, sets a new direction for the mind in terms of understanding what meekness is really all about, because the uh, Bible speaks about our fallen human nature as having the characteristic of wild animals. So that in the, in the Old Testament, for example, you find God saying about his own people that they are like a wild donkey or, or like a camel that is wandering around in the desert untamed. Not a very flattering uh, description, but you'll find that in Jeremiah and chapter 2. Now, Matthew Henry draws this conclusion. He says, man's corrupt nature has made him like a wild donkey. But the grace of meekness, when that gets dominion in the soul, it alters the temper. It brings the soul to hand, and it submits the soul to management. Now, that really began to get my mind going. Now, wait a minute. So, meekness is the means by which God is going to tame the distempers that are in the fallen soul, bring it to hand, uh, subdue its wildness, and place this troubled heart under a proper management, used to the hand. So, meekness then is about the taming of the temper. It is about the subduing of the assertive self. It is about the calming of the passions. It is about the managing of the impulses of your heart and of your life, bringing order out of the chaos that otherwise exists in a human soul. So, um, 
think about this. I mean, you go to work. Imagine this situation. Some of you, you'll think this is, doesn't take any imagination at all. You go to work, and let's say you're serving in a company where, where one of the partners uh, is self-opinionated, and the guy is overbearing, and he's always throwing his weight around. He's short-tempered with the staff, and he's demanding, and he's always insisting on his own way. Whenever there's a partner's meeting, it's always going to be his way, and so forth, and so on. This man is not a happy man. You can see that. There's a turmoil. There's a, there's a frustration that is going on within his own soul. And, and what happens? You see it in meetings. You see it around the water cooler when, when you pass, that this sort of spills out onto people who are working around him and describing the most common experience of, of life that you may see in a school, in a university, in a, in a workplace, in a home, and in a family. Think about a, a horse, a horse that has not yet been broken. And it bucks, and it kicks, and it's out there in the field. And when someone gets near to it, it always resists the bit, and it always resists the bridle. It's not used to the hand, you see. Its tempers have not yet been subdued. But, but when it gets used to the hand, well, then it has a poise. Then it has a dignity then it becomes useful, this horse that is now used to the hand that is broken. This is what meekness is all about. And it is of huge importance. The animal is at peace. The animal is altogether different from the unbroken horse that was out there in the field and no one could get anywhere near. Now, you see what the Bible is saying, Jeremiah in chapter 2. Israel is like a wild donkey. Well, we're just changing the picture a little bit. By nature, we're all like the unbroken horse. And what that means is that we resist the hand of God, and we kick out against Him. And as long as we're fighting God, there isn't a peace that we experience in ourselves. And as long as there's not a peace that we experience in ourselves, the turmoil that is inside of us is spilling out into other folks within our family and perhaps in the church and in the workplace and so forth and, and so on. Karen and I were away uh, last weekend in, in Iowa, stayed a couple of nights in a hotel. The hotel was very full on the Saturday night. Sunday morning, we're in what was a fairly small lift coming down to the ground floor. Uh, the lift was absolutely packed, and on the second floor, the lift stopped. I guess someone had pushed the bell. There was one man who was standing there, and he was waiting for the lift. The thing's absolutely full. And when the door opened and he saw there was no room for himself and his luggage, he started cursing and swearing, and now oh, maybe he was late for a plane. Maybe everything had gone wrong for him already that morning. Who knows what burdens he was carrying. But the turmoil that was within was just pouring out. And you don't need me to describe this any further. This is life. Without meekness, we slide into an internal conflict of soul that begins to manifest itself in, in short-temperedness, in anger, frustration, sometimes bitterness, resentment, turmoil. But what does meekness do? 
Meekness calms the temper. It subdues the soul. It it calms the passion. It, It brings order out of the chaos and the turmoil that otherwise is going to tear us apart through the course of the day and is going to spill out into Uh, in destructive ways into the lives of other people who are around us. Now, when I got to the place of seeing, ah, that's what meekness is, now it begins to make sense as to why Jesus says this is supremely blessed. Now I begin to understand why this too, far from being a sort of weak caveat that's sort of, you know, a lesser beatitude in the lineup, while this too is something that I must go after and get as much as I possibly can of this in my life. This is what I need. And without it, I'll find myself in an unending kind of a turmoil. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and a message called Blessed Are the Me, part of our series Momentum, How to Make Progress in the Christian Life. You know, the series on the radio is all about that blessed life. I mean, think about it. Who doesn't want to be blessed? We all do, right? We want to be blessed in our relationships, our businesses, our churches, in life, death, and even eternity. The opposite, to be cursed. Nobody wants that. But nobody knows where blessing is to be found more than Jesus. And he speaks to us about blessing in Matthew chapter 5. That's what this current series on the radio is all about. It's also what Pastor Cullen's book, Momentum, Pursuing God's Blessing Through the Beatitudes, is all about. And we'd love to send you a copy of this book as our way of saying thank you for your financial support. Open the Bible does depend on your generosity to keep Pastor Cullen's teaching on the station. But as you give a gift of any amount this month, we want to send you Momentum, Pursuing God's Blessing Through the Beatitudes. You can find out more or give online at openthebible.org or call us at one 877 open 365 Again, our website is OpenTheBible.org and the phone number 877-673-6365. All right, let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Colin. Spurgeon has five words that he uses to describe what meekness involves. He says, meekness is to be humble, gentle, patient, forgiving, and contented. Isn't that a beautiful array? Is it one of these things that you do not want more of in your life? To be meek is to be humble, it is to be gentle, it is to be patient, it is to be forgiving, it is to be contented. And what that means is meekness is the way in which God delivers us from pride and from harshness and from anger and from vengeance and from ambition. So I want you to see that Jesus is calling us to something very wonderful here. Remember, we're taking each of these Beatitudes in two parts, looking at what Jesus calls us to and then how we are to pursue it. But you will never want to pursue this. You will never feel, oh, I want to get more of this in my life, unless and until you see what a beautiful thing it is and and, and what power it brings in terms of the healing of the soul. Grow in meekness, friend, and you will gain control over anger. Meekness will calm your passions. You'll drive more easily as you grow in meekness, and more safely too. 
It will subdue your impulsiveness. Meekness is going to change the way that you speak. Um, it will give you control over that harsh word and over that edge that, that is so destructive to relationships. Grow in meekness and you'll discover contentment. You'll be reconciled to the position that you're in, which may be a very difficult position, the one that you're in, but meekness will help you to accept the difficulties that are in your life as also under the hand of God. And so meekness will help you to enjoy peace. You can't get too much of this. So meekness is, is being used to the hands, that image of the calming, as it were, the restraining, the ordering, the breaking even of, of the wild animals so that it is brought to a, a tameness, used to the hand. Another way, therefore, of speaking about meekness, and a word that's very important to grasp in relation to this, is simply the word submission. Submission. Submission means very simply this. Again, it's made up of two words. It means that you take your mission and you place it under sub, the mission of someone else, sub-mission. I take the dream of my life. I take the hope of my life. I take everything that I want to be accomplished in my life, and I say, now, Lord Jesus Christ, because you are Lord, everything that I've ever thought all goes under you. My mission comes under your mission. It's directed by your mission. It's subject to it, shaped by it, determined by it, sub-mission. And that's what uh, Christ calls us to here. That is what a Christian does. A Christian submits to God. And, and Jesus says, now the people who do this, the people who are meek, they are blessed. Uh, why? Because as they place all things in the hands of God, so to their great astonishment, as we'll see next time, God places all things back into their hands. And that is why Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Astonishing statement. In the world of might is right. The meek shall inherit the earth. Now that we've got our minds tuned in, as it were, to the frame of what this is about, I, I want to give just this simple definition of meekness uh, for you that I hope will be helpful. And it's simply this, that meekness is submitting to God's Word, it is submitting to God's will, and it is submitting to God's people. The three parts of it. Meekness, it has a God word and a people word dimension. It involves submitting to God's Word, submitting to God's will, and it involves submitting to God's people. First, submitting to God's Word. And you have that very clearly in James chapter 1 and verse 21. Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. In other words, the evidence that a person really submits to God is simply this, in the first place, that we believe and we do what God says. Jesus said, it's the person who hears my word and puts it into practice who is like the one who builds his house upon a rock. And friends, a church where the Bible is taught 
clearly and valued highly is a wonderful place to be because it is through the Word of God that our lives are nourished and it is in this way that we grow. But I have to tell you that a church where the Bible is highly valued and clearly taught is a dangerous place to be because every one of us is accountable for the doing of what we have learned from God, and no one more so than the one who speaks. And so this word comes to us with great power as we become used to the blessing of receiving the word of God. The question is, how do you receive the word of God? How do I receive it week by week as I try to sit under it? Do I receive it with meekness? In other words, is it actually doing its work in the deep place of my soul or like the unbroken horse, am I just talking about it and actually pushing it away? See, the self-willed person comes to the Bible and they think like this. Well, now, this is what God says, but of course I've got the right to disagree. That's very much throughout our culture, isn't it? This may be what God says, but uh, I've got my own line on what it means. Uh, Simply because the Bible says it doesn't mean that I have to do it. I have my own life, and it's my right to choose. And hear the unbroken horse in that spirit. This may be what God says, but right now it's not what I want. Or worse still. This is what I want, so it must be what God says. And I'm going to do it anyway. James says you are receiving the Word of God, and here's the thing for which each of us is supremely accountable, the way that we receive it. Am I going to push the challenge of God's Word today away from me, or am I going to say, Lord, whatever this meekness thing means as you teach it to me, I'm going to pursue it in my family. I'm going to pursue it in my work. I'm going to seek to grow in it in my life. That's what it means to receive the Word with with meekness, the ability to flex according to the shaping influence of the Word of God in your life, so that your life becomes like soft wax, and the Word of God actually makes an imprint that's visible in the days that lie ahead. Isn't that why we gather around the Word of God? We don't come here simply to stuff our heads and be no different as a result. So James says, receive the Word of God with meekness, submitting yourself to God's Word. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and a message called Blessed Are the Meek, part of our series Momentum, and such a helpful look at the topic and the subject matter of meekness. Just a good reminder that meekness does not equal weakness. Well, we're going to pause here, but we'll continue on our next broadcast. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that, you can always come and you can listen online, openthebible.org. You can listen through the Open the Bible app, which you'll find at your app store. But whether you listen on the radio, on the app, or online, Open the Bible is a listener-supported broadcast. We do depend on your generosity to keep Pastor Collins teaching on this station. And Colin, this current series that we have on the radio right now, we've actually also turned into a book. 
Yeah, and it's called Momentum, Pursuing God's Blessings Through the Beatitudes. And I'd love to get this book into your hands. I've been really encouraged by hearing folks who have been helped to move forward in their Christian lives as a result of the study of the Beatitudes. That's why I wrote the book. I really want to encourage you to move forward in your Christian life. Well, again, the book is called Momentum, Pursuing God's Blessing Through the Beatitudes. It is our thank you gift to you as you give a financial gift of any amount this month. You can find out more or give online at openthebible.org or call us at 1-877-OPEN-365. That's 1-877-673-6365. Or again, the website is openthebible.org. For Pastor Colin Smith, I'm Steve Hiller. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. This program is a listener-supported production of Open the Bible. While Jesus hung on the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. How did he do that? Find out next time on Open the Bible.